When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's Father's Day weekend. Thanks for tuning into tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, June 17th. 2022. It's our 27th year on the air. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we've got a bunch of cool things for you, including the cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway. So if you've ever thought about calling the show, or it's been a long time since you joined us, now's the time. Because we've got so many cool things and the complete list that we keep updating, by the way, because companies continue to send us goodies to share with you. You can find that whole list at intotomorrow.com, and then you can select three or four items that you'd really like. And no promises, no guarantees, but we'll do our best to get at least one of them to you when your call airs. It's really easy to do. So stay tuned. If you're not sure how to participate, we're going to tell you. Meantime, some tech news. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong is slamming a recently circulated employee petition calling for several key executives to be replaced. Speaking about cryptocurrency. <laughs> the now-deleted petition, dubbed Operation Revive Coin, urged employees to support a vote of no confidence to oust the cryptocurrency exchange's chief operating officer, chief product officer, and chief people officer. Oh, they want all the chiefs to go away. Yeah. Uh, the employees argue Coinbase's decision to extend a hiring pause and resend some accepted job offers has led to a massive negative reception from the public and industry at, at large. Armstrong responded with a lengthy Twitter thread in which he called the petition, quote, really dumb on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. He went on to say, quote, first of all, if you want to do a vote of no confidence, you should do it on me and not blame the execs. Who do you think is running this company? Second, if you have no confidence in the execs or CEO of a company, then why are you working at that company? Quit and find a company to work for that you believe in. Oh, <laughs> and mind you, isn't this the same company that just laid off like a third of its workforce? Uh, I think so. I, believe, I wonder if they laid off everybody that was talking about the no confidence vote. <laughs> Maybe. That would have made their job easier. Yeah. Wow. How's this for cheating in advertising? Many commercials continue to play on ad-supported streaming services after viewers have even turned off their television. Some new research has discovered that, a problem that's causing an estimated waste of more than $1 billion a year for brands that are advertising. On average, 8 to 10% of overall streaming impressions were delivered when the TV was off. So obviously the impressions weren't delivered The TV wasn't even on. However, this statistic jumps to 17% when looking solely at impressions delivered through cable TV streaming devices like dongles, sticks, and gaming consoles. So it's even more so if you've got one of those devices, because, and that's easy to figure out because most of them are still powered because it's a USB plug-in or HDMI plug-in. So it gets power even if the TV's off, but that's causing a problem, cheating in advertising, because these companies are still getting the money, but the advertisers' messages aren't being seen by anyone because it's off. 
that's going to certainly rock the boat in the ad world. Yeah. Instagram's sensitive content control feature, which puts an adjustable filter on content recommended by the platform, now applies to more areas on Instagram. Of course it does, yeah. Instagram, I think it's censorship is yeah. what it is. Instagram says it's expanding the settings impact beyond the Explore page to include anywhere it makes recommendations, including in your feed, search, hashtag pages, reels, and accounts you might follow. While you could always choose from three toggles that vary in how much sensitive content Instagram filters out, Instagram is renaming those existing options. Instead of allow, limit, and limit even more, Instagram is now calling the tiers more, standard, and less. <laughs> oh, that clarifies everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Leave it to Insta to just screw things up. And people wonder why I left that platform like three years ago. Yeah, I know. And you've not missed it? No, no. not at all. Not not even one little iota? No. Not even for an instant? Not even for an instant. Domino's expanded its mind ordering campaign in collaboration with Netflix's Stranger Things by creating two augmented reality lenses on Snapchat that use facial recognition technology. One lens unlocks AR experiences like being in the upside down via a virtual dice roll. And the other is a reaction lens that plays a six-second video and gives users the chance to levitate a pizza box above it. Okay. With your mind. Interesting. (laughs) How about just make and deliver the pizzas? Yeah. And see what happens. And do in 30 minutes or less. Or it's free. Yeah, I miss those days. I miss those days, too. But they had more accidents caused by the 30 minutes or less thing. And they said well, they just had to stop doing that. So if you've never heard that or wondered why they don't do 30 minutes or less or it's free, that's why. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of accidents, a lot of dangerous driving just because they had they were under pressure. Well, they probably shouldn't have taken it out of the delivery driver's pay. That's why these people were driving like crazy because yep. you know they didn't want to miss out on the money. Exactly. Well, plus, if they deliver a free pizza, where's the tip? <laughs> yeah. So. Although I got a couple of free pizzas during that campaign for a while because it was not 30 minutes or less. I still would tip the driver. It wasn't their fault, I assumed. <laughs> but interesting. Hmm. Good questions. A big win for Qualcomm. The European Union's second highest court has ruled in favor of the chip maker and has scrapped a 2018 European Commission decision to slap the company with a $1 billion fine. Back, yeah, That was slapping the company. Uh-huh. Back in 2018, the commission said Qualcomm abused its market dominance in LTE baseband chipsets by paying Apple billions of dollars from 2011 to 2016 to exclusively use its chips in iPhones and iPads. Hmm. That allegedly prevented rivals such as Intel from striking deals with the iPhone maker. Now the general court has uh, annulled, quote, in its entirety, the commission decision. Apparently, the court found a, a number of procedural irre- irregularities that affected Qualcomm's right of defense. So it wasn't that they found that they didn't do any wrong. It's just that there, there was some so a technical some, some technical stuff in the case. So yeah, so dismiss. You don't you don't you don't have to pay that billion dollars. So consider yourself slapped, but yeah. you don't have to pay. Right. Oh, interesting. Google, however, has been ordered to pay former New South Wales Deputy Premier John Baliaro more than seven hundred thousand dollars or maybe pounds, I don't know, over a series of racist and abusive videos published on YouTube channel Friendly Geordies. Google has been found liable for defamation before, generally for supplying links to articles in search results. But the ruling this last week is one of the first where the firm was deemed an active publisher via YouTube. 
of content that defamed an elected official. Interesting. So maybe this is the opening of more defamation stuff where Google and their YouTube channel will have to be a little more careful about defaming people. Yeah, but why do you know elected officials get more protection against def- defamation than the rest of us? Uh, good question. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah. Yeah. Defame me, and then I want to sue. <laughs> no. No. Well, you know, sue me all you want. You won't get anything. No. Yeah. Remember, I work for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, how much, you know how little you pay me. There is that. <laughs> Microsoft efforts for browser efficiency appear to be paying off, as the brand has announced that its built-in sleeping tabs tool is highly effective at conserving RAM on devices. Sleeping tabs? Yes. Oh. Microsoft recently shared on its dev Twitter dedicated to the Microsoft Edge browser that its sleeping tabs tool has saved users a whopping 273 petabytes of RAM, or 273,000 terabytes of RAM. Over the, just the last 28 days. That's a lot of RAM. Yeah. That equates to approximately 40 megabytes of memory per tab of the 6 billion tabs tested, the company added. The sleeping tab tool, which comes standard on Microsoft Edge, puts web pages to sleep after they've not been accessed for two hours. This allows So the, it's still there, right. but it's sleeping, so if they have some animation or whatever... It's not using up your RAM. Exactly. Oh, I like that. And that allows devices to save RAM by not sending memory to parts of the machine that are not being actively used. Hmm. This is especially beneficial considering users typically keep multiple tabs open at the same time. So you should listen up, Mr. I always have to have 432 browser tabs open on my PC at any one time. Are you talking to me? Yes. You talking to me? (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking to you. You talking to me? (laughs) Well, because I do. But now that makes me, dare I say it, Consider using Microsoft Edge. Maybe you'll get less blue screens of death on your machine. Well, yeah, but how about Microsoft just fix their windows and that'll be less of a problem because it's Microsoft's blue screen of death I keep getting. And then Chris keeps trying to convince me to get that replaced, that computer replaced. You know, we've had newer machines here. I don't want to change everything. All the other machines in in our studios and offices here are all windows and yours is the only one that gets blue screens of death. So maybe it's the Lenovo. Oh, could be, because I use a Lenovo laptop, which at the time was the most powerful machine we had in the building, and I loved it. It quickly has become probably the slowest machine now in our building. Yeah, I know. Well, that and the fact that I have 400 and how many uh, thousand? 432 browser tabs open. 432. (laughs) Would you count my browser tabs one day? And none of them are Edge, which would be helping me not use up so much RAM. Yeah. Maybe I should. I know I have Edge on the machine. I bring it up once in a while for something. I forget you what. You should one day when you've got all your browser windows open, do your Control-Alt-Delete, bring up the task manager, because there's a thing there where, you can, where it'll tell you which programs are using how much RAM. And you know, I'm sure you'll be surprised to see how much RAM your browsers are using. I probably won't be surprised. <laughs> I'll probably be like, oh, all right, bring Edge into the picture. Maybe replace Firefox with Edge. <gasps> did I say that? Yeah. I think I did. Maybe you should stop using uh, Netscape Navigator. I haven't used that at least in 100 years. I don't even think it's around anymore. Me either. After fans grew confused about the rollout of the new tiered version of PlayStation Plus, uh, because, you know, the world always needs more plus. Yeah. How many pluses can we have? Jeez. Um, It looks like PlayStation owners are in for even more bad news, especially Uh for those who haven't yet upgraded to Sony's PlayStation 5. During Sony's most recent investor presentation, the PlayStation maker estimated that the PlayStation 4 could stop seeing new title releases as soon as 2025. It's not great news for those who've either held off pulling the trigger on Sony's newest hardware because of scarcity or the absurd scalper and reseller market. Or how about just because it's so expensive? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Interesting. 
So watch out. I mean, maybe they built in some issues that are causing the problem anyway. Maybe. I don't know. Yanko serves up the latest in smart kitchen technology that aims to help users with healthy meal preparations. Oh, you and your friend girl did a healthy meal prep the other night. We did. And didn't share any of it with me. Smart chopping boards, smart refrigerators, and smart food trays make the roundup of kitchen devices with nutritional analyzing features. I think a smart chopping board could be handy. I wonder how that would work. We ought to get one sent to us so we can play with it and evaluate it and talk about it on the air. Or a smart refrigerator. They're like two or three grand. Or smart food tray. So what, you put stuff on the tray and it knows what it is? Well, it kind of like reminds me of an interview we did at CES. You know, this was pre-pandemic, probably four years ago. Um, it was a, I forget the name of the company now, even, but it was a pan, a cooking pan, that as you put the things in it, it measures things like fat and calories somehow. And it was, Oh, yeah. You know, oh, my gosh. What <laughs> company was that? Watch. People listening are now... On our site at intotomorrow.com and searching it. Yeah, and screaming at the radio. Yeah, the you <laughs> dummies. You, you did the interview. You can't remember uh-huh. it was such and such company. But of course, that also might you know not speak well to the company because maybe they're not around. Yeah. And that's why we can't remember what they are. That could be, too. <laughs> because it was probably one of those companies that was supposed to send us a review unit of one or more of their pans so we could try it out. Maybe they didn't send it because it didn't work. Maybe. So there is that possibility. Yeah. Oh, my smartwatch just went off. How about a walk? Okay, yeah. I'm how walking because my smartwatch said I should be yeah, walking. Well, my watch tells me that. I'm like, how about you mind your own business? Yeah. <laughs> that's not an option there. It's just not now or well, see, sure. That's why I turned those those options off on my watch. No. Because I got tired of my watch reminding me always what a lazy, you know, fat guy I am. So I just <laughs> turned them off. Okay, lazy fat guy. There you go. Um, How about Michael? Didn't say where he's calling from or how he listens. Please, folks, when you use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com, just add that information. Very easy. Your first name, where you're calling from, how you listen. And then ask your question, make your comment, help the other listener, whatever it is you want to do. Anyway, Michael, from wherever, however, welcome into tomorrow. I was curious if you could explain the difference between Web 2.0 and Web 3.0. I know a little bit enough to dabble a little bit in purchasing cryptocurrency, hmm. but not enough to know enough about it, I guess, to completely explain it to someone like my parents. I also wanted to say thank you for your guys' show. I've been listening to it for about a year, and uh, it's definitely become a part of my every weekend ritual. Oh, well, very cool. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate that very much. And I love the fact that you want to help your parents and try to explain it. But the short way to explain is Web 2 is centralized and Web 3 is decentralized. Yep. So what does that mean? (laughs) The longer way to explain it is it's still a solution looking for a problem. Web 2 is the Internet as we know it today where you can start a blog, upload a video to YouTube, for example, and generally not just consume, but actively create parts of the Internet. 
So far, the only real-world use of Web3 are cryptocurrencies, and they have failed to deliver on any of their promises so far. Boy, by big time, yeah. Uh, the most popular ones are not really all that private unless used in very specific ways. Uh, they don't work as tax havens anymore. They're not immune to inflation. The ones pegged to flat currencies don't stay pegged. They're mostly exchanged via centralized exchange rather than directly, and exchanges are starting to discover why certain flat economy rules were put into place in the first place and adopting similar measures. Uh, Web3 should allow people to trade with each other directly, and it should allow for a shared ledger of not just commercial transactions, but other information, meaning that there wouldn't be a central database, but a distributed shared ledger that should be more resilient. And mind you, we're going to have all of our show notes at intotomorrow.com. Look for Father's Day weekend, June 17th, uh, to, to get more of these details, if you will. But in the real world, there haven't been any solid widespread use cases for the technology yet outside of cryptocurrencies. And if you check technically inclined forums like Y Combinator's Hacker News, for example, you'll see lots of skepticism from real-world professionals. Yeah, and sooner or later, we'll all find better real-world uses for a decentralized, camper-resilient ledger. But right now, Web3 is mostly used as a term that people use to sell fantasies of the future, Mm -hmm. not unlike the old promise of an immersive, almost real VR world versus the reality of, oh, I have to sit in one place and my character in the game doesn't move at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good example, though. So, Michael, I I don't know if we really answered your question well, because it is hard to figure out. uh, But if nothing else, you can read our show notes to your parents and just say it came from your mind. Uh, And and I hope that that helps clarify. So, yeah, Web3, again, a a solution looking for a problem is probably the best way, as I mentioned early on in the answer to you. Uh, Let us know, though, what you think and if that helped you at all uh, or if your parents did the same thing that I think a lot of people did, and that is, huh? (laughs) See what happens. Let's meet at intotomorrow.com. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800 Into Tomorrow continues on this Dad's Day weekend. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit dexcom.com. And stay tuned. We're going to be joined shortly by John Vitti. He's the founder and CEO of Versus Game. This is a gaming app that allows people to win real cash for being right. 
You know, and I'm always right, and I don't get cash. No, you're not. I beg, I beg Except my for pardon. When you're wrong. You, I was wrong <laughs> once. Right. I thought, but then it turned out I was right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, that's coming up in a couple of minutes, so stay tuned for that. If you can't see, it can be challenging to navigate public areas such as stores and restaurants. If only the signs could talk to you. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. A company has created a system that helps the visually impaired find their way around. The Right Here system relies on wireless Bluetooth eye beacons that work with a free smartphone app to create signs that can talk to the users. And since it knows the person's location, the system can also provide directions on how to navigate to a desired destination. The result is an environment that is more accessible and inclusive for users and is used in stores and restaurants. The company currently has iBeacons installed in more than 2,000 locations in North America, Europe, and the Middle East. The company that created this system recently received funding from a Volkswagen program to create a system that will help people with impaired vision be able to interact better with autonomous vehicles, making riders feel more comfortable and in control of the experience. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. Be sure to visit our site for more health tech and other consumer news at intotomorrow.com. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning in and a special thank you for calling in and participating on the program. We, of course, know that you make the show, your involvement, your participation, your questions about anything involving consumer tech available today and into tomorrow. Or, of course, any questions you have. Maybe you want to help another listener. That's always cool. We love listeners helping listeners. So join us that way. Perhaps you just want to share some tech rage, whatever the case. Participate on the show. Call in, win stuff, as we like to say. And it's very easy to participate. The calling in part, if you still use your phone as a phone, that's easy. 800-899-INTO. 1-800-899-4686. And, of course, you can do all of these participatory things anytime, 24-7, at your convenience, any day or night. 
You can also use the Ask Dave microphone button when you visit us on any device with a browser and a microphone. So your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, your phone, whatever the case, visit intotomorrow.com. And on the right side or lower right, depending on the browser, you'll see a little Ask Dave red microphone. Click on it and participate that way. Or even the Into Tomorrow app. Search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and join us that way anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Our next guest developed a predictions-based gaming app allowing people to win real cash for being right. (laughs) I I like that idea right there. He is the CEO and founder of Versus Game, John Vitti. John, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Hi, Dave. Thank you for having me. I'm good. It's a pleasure to have you. I know you're joining us from uh, clear across the country in San Francisco, California. Want to know a little bit more about Versus Game, and then let's get into some of the goodies and how do we determine how do we win real cash for being real right? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Um, You know, so Versus Game, you're right. It's a prediction game where you get to win money and cool prizes for correctly predicting the outcome of future events. So we're letting people predict the outcome of culture. And whatever you're into, which is a lot of different things due to a lot of different people having different interests, um, you can find those games on our app and our mobile website um, because it's content is generated by users. It could be losers like me to you know, Josh Richards and Addison Ray and Kevin Durant. They can come on the platform and create content, share it with their audience and everyone gets a play along. And so our the genesis behind it is that we consume so much content all day long, right? We naturally form opinions and predictions off that content. It's our reptilian primal part of your brain. You can't stop, it's fun. Yeah. And I don't know where you're into, Dave, but when was the last time you were watching your favorite TV show or listening to your, a podcast or a song and you're like, oh, I bet this is gonna happen. And then you were rewarded for that, right? Probably never. So our mission is simple. Knowledge should be rewarded. So it's not just sporting events then, right? It's it's kind of anything that can happen sort of thing. Am I getting that right? I mean, certainly Absolutely. with sports, I can see that. Are you predicting a score or the outcome of the game as to just who's going to win? Or how does it work in terms of sporting events? And then let's get into some of the other ideas. Yeah, you know, sporting events is our, I guess, our smallest, um, you know, uh, category right now oh really because there's so many other you know companies out there that have a lot of sporting events but for us yes we do have some sporting events it's nothing like who's going to win the game um it's more because they can get that anywhere uh it's more questions like um you know will um uh lebron shoot you know, uh, 10 or more free throw, three, uh, three pointers this game, things like that. Uh, so more fun types of questions than just who's going to win in sports. Okay, well, that's cool. And I, I like the concept of, you're right, there are so many other things, whether yeah. they're gambling sites or otherwise, that, that are just into sports. I'm surprised, though, that it's really the smallest category for you guys. So what is versus game? Is that something else uh, that's part of, of what it is that you guys are really doing? 
Well, no, Versus Game is the is the name of the site and the app, um, and it and it encompasses it holds all types of different industry questions in there. Okay. So okay. because it's user generated content, anybody can go in there and create a game and share it with their friends or share it with you know the, the people that are on the app and the game. So that means if you're into sports and it's game five or game six tonight, you know Celtics versus Warriors. Then you can ask a question on that. If it's about crypto, you can. If you're into that, you can ask a question about that. And or it's about the Billboard charts. You can ask that type of a question, like which you know musician song will be higher up in the Billboard charts by tomorrow at noon. Drake versus Kanye. Uh-huh. And then people can go on there and play those games. So we have something for everybody. So it's apparently a lot of social media influencers as well, right? Using the platform, and and does that in and of itself contribute to? Others participating because maybe they are into that influencer, if you will, uh, and say perhaps they have a, a little inside info on this. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I don't know about the inside info, but absolutely, Dave, on, as far as the, the influencers on our site, that's, those are the verified creators on Versus. Um, and there are people like a Josh Richards, Noah Beck, Bryce Hall, Harry Jowsey. These are people that you know have 10, 30, 50 million followers on TikTok or Instagram, right? Yeah. And they'll ask a question that they're into and they'll share it with their audience, wherever their audience lives. So then all those people will see that question, they'll come and play the game and then more influencers see it and then more people will see it because they're popular and famous. And then, and then we share a piece of our revenue with those hosts. Oh, and so okay. they're making money without ads for the first time. Gotcha. So I get that that's how they would make some money, some of these influencers. How would we make money as someone who's using the app? Yeah, as a player, um, you can actually play for free and you can put some money in as well. And you can buy utility like microtransactions. Um, but at the end of the day, if you play these games and you're correct, you get to win. You get to win some money like coins that you can be transferred into money. You can win cool prizes from brands like Pepsi that we're working with uh, or Topgolf, whatever that's on the platform, um, you know, gift cards, right? Things like that to Trader Joe's. So, Oh, okay. Very good. So you do have several businesses working with you as well that are in on it because they're getting, no doubt, some good publicity uh, to be involved uh, and providing prizes. It's almost like uh, a lot of our guests and sponsors and so forth providing us with goodies to share with our audience when folks exactly. participate. So uh, it's a win-win-win kind of scenario. So that that kind of makes it work even better for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we could give your audience uh, a bunch of free coins to go and play with on Versus, you know, and, and so the, you're exactly right. This is exactly what we do. Gotcha. You know, so tell me about some of the advantages then that Versus Game offers that other platforms don't, since we've talked about how there are so many others doing some things that might be a little bit similar, but it does sound like you guys are very different. Yeah, I mean, the biggest, I mean, there's a few differentiators. Uh, if when you think about versus game, people say, oh, it's kind of like TikTok meets Coinbase. So one, it's entertaining, uh, right? And then, and then the usability of it and the site itself is fun. Um, it's educational and, and, and we're not just sports. Um, so those are the, the, some big differentiators where, and you can actually play for free and still win money and still win cool stuff. So those are some big differentiators. We really wanted to be 
a, a game and a platform for the masses. We're trying to level the playing field and we're saying, hey, we don't care what you have in your pocket. That shouldn't dictate how much money you have and how much m- more money you get. What matters is what you, ha- what you have in your head and your brain. That should dictate how much money you have in your wallet. So we're trying to put real money in real people's pockets. Gotcha. One of the things I'm noticing as I'm scrolling through your app, will Stranger Things still be number one on the U.S. Netflix top ten? You watch that show? Uh, I do not, uh, but a oh, lot of good. friends do, <laughs> and a lot of folks have been trying to rope me into it. And it's yeah, like you won't I be just disappointed, Dave. Really, <laughs> I just can't get into most series. It's like I don't have time for that. But I get it; it's very popular. So that's one of the questions. Then, uh, so if you're certainly a, a Stranger Things fan, maybe you want in on that. How would one win money if it's a question that, will it still be number one on top 10 Netflix as of Wednesday, June 15th in this example? Uh, So you say yes or no, and how would you win some money? Yeah, absolutely. So you say yes or no, and so you have um, tickets and coins that you can actually play with on that specific question. And then if, uh, I don't forgot the date you mentioned, but let's say it's Wednesday at noon on Netflix, yeah. then that information is public knowledge now, Wednesday at noon, and then the winner is declared, and then you win uh, some coins and more tickets, then you can actually transfer those out to real money or gift cards or gifts and rewards. Gotcha. What are some of the more unique questions? I mean, I I just happened to pick that one as I was scrolling through, but some of the more unique games, if you will, that Versus Games has has offered, and perhaps some of the biggest payouts. Oh, we've had some wild questions. Uh, Let me think. So some fun, I mean, we've had things as, as different as the weather, right? Or traffic in LA, right? So you yeah. whatever video games that you're playing. So those days when your parents were like, Dave, turn down that music or stop playing the video games or stop watching TV, you're rotting your brain. Well, now all that information you have, you can actually do something useful with it, like, you know, make money and predict. Um, so and it, it's really, we've had questions, um, around even the elections uh it's it, and it's all microtransactions, so it's small money so we're trying to every day we come in dave and we say how can we lower the barrier for people that don't have all the money because you already have to be rich to make money in wall street right? yeah yeah so you know what about everyone else what about all of us that are building up these brands talking about cardi b and tesla why can't we get a piece of the fun too so that's what we're doing very cool. Well, I, I can see where you can get a lot of folks involved and having some good fun with it. And uh, are there any uh, legal issues in some states because it's kind of gambling, is it not? Uh, it's not gambling. We're considered a skill-based game, just like the company, the the public company Skills. Okay. Um, so yeah, we are not like a we're not like a fantasy sports like a DraftKings. We're more like a Skills. So yeah, we are in most states, and you have to be 18 years and, out and older to play. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, it's pretty straight from there. Terrific. Well, we invite our audience to check out versusgame.com for more info. But remember, it's an app and a mobile site, so it looks best on your phone or download their app. And versus is spelled out, V-E-R-S-U-S, versusgame.com. Dot com. John, it's a pleasure to chat with you, and I can see where you can generate more and more excitement with some interesting things that perhaps a lot of people don't stop to think about, but you might as well. And then, like you say, use what's up here and check it out. 
Exactly. Dave, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. And of course, we invite our audience to check out the video of this interview as well, where we show you the kind of things that John is talking about at versusgame.com. John Vitti, the CEO and founder of Versus Game. I'm Dave Graveline. Of course, we'll link you to John's site, as we do all of our guests, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Meantime, stay tuned. There's much more to come right here on Into Tomorrow on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further into tomorrow with another fun tech tidbit, if you will. After Outcast saying, shake it like a Polaroid picture, Polaroid released this statement. Shaking or waving can actually damage the image. (laughs) (laughs) They found it necessary to do that. Interesting. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. If you'd like more info, text RADIO to 35000. The cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway. Did we mention that it's well underway? Our annual huge summer giveaway. All you need to do to win fabulous prizes is let us hear you on the show. It's that simple, and we're going to tell you how as soon as we tell you some more of the goodies that we have to share with you. From Casio, we've got their CTS-1000V keyboard that can speak words. It's very cool. you got to check that out. From Western Digital, they sent us several of their 2-terabyte WD Black P10 external gaming hard drives and several of their 256-gig SanDisk iExpand wireless phone chargers with automatic backup. Woo! We've got a Bob the Mini Dishwasher from Dantech, valued at $450. And that's not a little person. That's a, a device. It's a countertop dishwasher. There you go. For one or two people, you might want that. From Tivic Health, clear up microcurrent device to relieve congestion from colds, flu, and allergies. They sent us several of those valued at 150 bucks each to share with you. Brondell has provided a couple of their Go Spa collapsible travel bidets and one of their Swash CL2200 ultra-thin luxury bidets day toilet seat with remote control. And you and I can both attest to how cool this new Swash device is. It's kind of made a believer out of me in bidets. Yes, because for years I've been trying to get you to use a bidet, and you know, no, no, I'm not going to, and now all of a sudden, because he got a review unit, it's like, I love it. Plus your friend girl likes it. Yeah. From Sanjeev, RCR40 AM FM Bluetooth digital clock radios, a bunch of those worth 150 bucks. If you need a great clock radio, you might want one of those. From Blue Jour, they provided three of their Cube mini PCs with a unique design. These are valued at $750 a piece. Yes, and they sent three of them to share with our audience. And from Vivo, or is it Vivu? Vivu. Vivu. I always get that wrong. At-home urine tests to track your body's wellness. They sent us a bunch of them. 
to share with our audience. So no promises, no guarantees, but as we always say, mention three or four of the items. Again, the full list is available for you at intotomorrow.com and on our weekly tech newsletter. Check that out. Again, at intotomorrow.com. Just participate. Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. We are thrilled that you've tuned into tomorrow on this Father's Day weekend. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, Blueberry Podcasting makes it easy to publish, analyze, and grow your show. Visit blubrry.com. David in Mercer, Pennsylvania, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Dave. With today's financial market being what it is, I was wondering... What's a good quality budget brand motherboard and processor combo with memory to match? Well, David, good question. It depends really on what you want to do with your laptop. At the end of the day, budget is budget, and you can never expect too much. But some are, of course, better suited for gaming, for example, than others. You can look at something like the Gigabyte B550M DS3H. We'll have the notes for you at intotomorrow.com, which will support third-generation Ryzen processors. It won't support USB Type-C ports but can be water-cooled, though that may be overkill on a budget PC. You can find this model online for about 100 bucks. Now, if you're into abuse and prefer Intel processors, uh, you can spend a little more money. Uh, you can try an MSI MEG Z940. It'll cost you a little under 400 bucks, but it supports Wi-Fi 6 and up to 128 gigabytes of memory. Now, if that's too much, for around $90, you can look at an MSI X470 Gaming Plus Max. It'll take uh, Gen 2 and Gen 3 Ryzen CPUs and can support 64 gigabytes of memory. In spite of the name, it won't be able to keep up with other hardware, though, if your focus is on gaming. Yeah, and which we don't know if your focus is on gaming. I don't believe that David mentioned that in his call, but we figured we'd give you that information because that's frequently what others are asking about. Yeah, but you know, the, the problem is, though, you're asking for good quality and budget brand, so it's yeah. usually you have to pick one or the other. <laughs> yes. you know? Well, that's, yeah, again, that's why I said budget is budget. So if it's very strict, we understand that. I think it's very cool that you want to do this yourself, and maybe within your budget, you can do it. And if you're not into gaming, well, then it's it can be cheaper even uh, to just build what you want to build and, and take it from there. If you've got some other input for David, let us know, 800-899-INTO. 